Hi everyone and welcome to a very, very special episode of Dead Men Talk. I have been looking forward to welcoming these guys along for quite a while now, just kind of trying to find a, a, a spot in their very busy schedule um, that we can put this together. <laughs> um, even before I had a guest list for this for this season, I had these guys down as a must-have. And it, for, for, for many of you watching this, I'm sure you'll know why, because you'll probably be familiar with their work. But for those who don't, by the end of this, you will. Um, I, uh, I welcome yes. South Music's, uh, Southwest Music Scene's heavyweights, in my opinion, um, Abby and Hannah, Sound of the Sirens. Thank you so much for coming along. Heavyweight. Heavyweight. Yeah. I mean, we feel I didn't like mean that. I don't. I don't mean that. No. <laughs> no, I loved it. I took it as a compliment. That's all right, then. That's all right. That's I'm right. just doing body pump, so I'm like, yeah, heavyweight. I'm a heavyweight. Hench. You know what? Um, I, used to, I used to be scared of body pump. No, I like heavyweights as well. I just instantly thought of the massive breakfast we consumed, <laughs> and we we are heavyweights in like all respects today. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Who's, who's not each to their own? You know. Hey, you know, two years of lockdown that'll do it to all of us. I'm still trying to yeah this is true <laughs> um we should add as well for the weird little muffly whiny background noise that's not me or hannah <laughs> that um winter who is on hannah's lap at the minute being rocked with a rattle in oh. case you're like why are they making weird sounds <laughs> yeah, for those who are watching this they'll be able to see it so it's fine oh so. right so, oh, oh, you know what? You know what? <laughs> it's both oh. that's okay with you yeah, absolutely. I would have done my makeup. Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I haven't. Oh, we, so. did, we did a podcast last week, didn't we, Han? But it was on Zoom, but only for audio. So I think we've just assumed today was just audio as well. I used to, I, I used to do audio only until I realised, actually, that my semi-decent camera took a semi-decent video and actually, you know, opened it up then. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so. that's all right. Well, this is winter, everyone. Hey. Hello. Officially... Hello. The smallest and youngest guest ever on Dead Men Talk. I'm not sure that I'm going to top yeah. that, to be fair. But, uh, and my this... hair's in stage one. <laughs> Which, um, fine. So uh, I, I don't really know. Usually I have, have an obvious starting point with my guests, you know, and I probably will take the same vein with this one. But I, I've, there's so much to talk about with you guys. We probably won't cram it in to the time that we have. Um, but I, I turned it on its head. Usually I start off just let's let's go back to the beginning, usually is my my theme. Let's okay. let's but I let's just give everyone a hint again if they're not familiar with with what you guys do, who you guys are, just give them a flavor of where we are at the minute. So over the next few weeks, you've got a new single, new video, new album, and a new tour that you're looking forward to. Yeah. Busy times, yeah? To say the least. Yeah, just <laughs> crammed it all in haven't we yeah so, Abby had a baby so um, and that as well so just because really you weren't you weren't busy enough obviously I know so, uh, so everything's been bunched up into these two months and now we're preparing for the two months and we are yeah admin isn't well it's not my strongest point anyway we're really good at it but um but I'm not I think it because there are two of us yeah um then it's always hard isn't it because I, I might be organized with admin but not if the other person is doing stuff because then there's nothing you can do mm. so all we do is email each other to go um I will do this I will pass this on to you has it been done oh I thought you were doing that no I thought I was doing this so we're wow. both headless chickens but we've yeah so we've got tomorrow 
um, pre-orders start. So that's Friday the 18th. Um, and that's we've got a that's a job actually for after this podcast today to make sure that that actually is yeah. happening tomorrow. Yeah. So we'll say it on here, but who knows? Um, <laughs> so pre-orders start tomorrow, and then the single comes out on Monday, which is the twenty-first, and that's called "These Are the Days." And there's a little um, video for that as well. And then the album is out on April the eighth, and that same day we do a London launch show with. Um, with the musicians that played on the album which will be really exciting and then beyond that a tour of the album with a drummer so we're working with um, a really nice local girl called Lucy Piper. That's that's the first time you've done that with with anyone but the two of you am I right? Yeah yeah well we've had we've had um, we started off as a three-piece so we're having three three girls Um, and we have we've had the odd person like my husband does a song with us sometimes when he's there and like does a beat I've beat. never had you say my husband I, know, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to be grown up then seems like last week I said it I practiced it yes just how you practice your autograph as a kid yeah. <laughs> I've been practicing it in the mirror for days <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to, I had to do that. We 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 double barreled our surname when we got married, so I had to actually practice adding this other name onto mine. Oh wow! You know, so that so was the surname as well. Yeah, yeah, because uh, the, the te- Tetrol is is my wife's um, surname, and and there was sort of it was only her and her sister sort of at the end of the line almost, so we didn't want to lose it, and oh, I just thought, really, yeah. yeah. So, so we've actually given ourselves a surname we have to spell all the time. We've given our daughter a first name she's got to spell all the time. So she's going to hate us when she, she gets older. <laughs> what but, is uh, her name? Lorelei. Oh, I love that. Lorelei. Thank you. Yeah. I've only ever met one Lorelei. That's okay. such a pretty name. Mm. Um, I taught a little girl called Lorelei years ago. And what was the other thing I was going to say then? Oh, yeah, like mixing the names together. You could have done that, couldn't you? But you would have been Woodwalker. Or Walkerwood. Yeah. Yeah. Alliteration. I've got an annoying name that you have to spell all the time. Only four letters, but I I get called Abe a lot. So I was gonna say it's yeah, a different way of spelling it, isn't it? Yeah. That you've got I genuinely yeah. think it was an accident on my parents' part. <laughs> They're not like wacky oh, enough wow. to be like out there with a name spelling. <laughs> they just got it wrong. <laughs> but this this day and age there's some even worse ones out there. So you not I'm saying your name's bad. I'm 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 on fire with these sort of informal <laughs> put downs at the minute. I do apologize. Let's move on, shall we? Um, <laughs> oh we love it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so let's 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 do um just sort of before we go any any further into what's going on at the minute and what's what's been happening over the last sort of couple of years, where did it all begin for you two? Um, because you're from Exeter, I believe. So and just up the road from, from where I am. Yeah. Um, so yeah, where, where did you guys be and when how did this how did your musical journey start? Well, I moved to Exeter from Cornwall when I was like 21, mm-hmm. just fresh out of college, even though I was like three years late. Um <laughs> <laughs> fresh and stale out fresh of college. And, <laughs> and then um didn't have any friends went to a nightclub and was like, please, can I have a job here, um, people? And then got a job in a nightclub, met, um, it took ages to make any friends. 
<laughs> um, and then suddenly I met Abby and her group of friends mm-hmm. were like, yes, these are my people. <laughs> uh, and then we would, we, I'd, I was in a functions band at the time, um, sort of like Mustang Sally type thing. Oh, yeah. Um, and wedding band, which was, um, which was fun, but yeah. And then I met, we, we would sing on nights out on the way home. Yeah. And drunkenly think we're really good. Um, we were really good, <laughs> but just on like one song on loop. Yeah. What was that song? And then, Lean on me. Okay. <laughs> was that more of a plea at the time rather than just a. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Whilst like behind a hedge having a wee or something on the way home. <laughs> Lean on me. <laughs> um, and then and then we would sing and then we you guys, you and Lisa both joined the band and then. Oh no, we were a band for, I can't remember, what was the order? Yeah, so we had, um, Hannah had a boyfriend at the time who was in um, a Beatles tribute band and they needed some support for a couple couple gigs that they had. And so me and Hannah formed a band where we did um, two gigs. Mm -hmm. So we were a two gig wonder (laughs) um, and we were called Route Two. And we had a photo shoot (laughs) and we've got like (laughs) one photo of us back to back really like, Okay. Um, uh-huh. And we did two support slots for the Fab Beatles, um, one in Exeter and one in King Staten. And we put together some different covers, like sort of quirkier versions of covers with harmonies. Mm. And then from that, then me and Lisa, the other girl, joined the um, mm. functions band with Ham which is completely different to what we do now, but really good practice in the early days for singing to an audience and stuff because you had way more experience than me with that because you'd been in bands since you were a teenager but I couldn't speak okay (laughs) (laughs) or you'd had loads of drama experience so you could do the chat and Uh, I could talk but I couldn't sing so between (laughs) us so together yeah if kind of turned yeah. you back and pretended it was one person, it'd be all right. Yeah. And then over time, the three of us left to become Sound of the Sirens. Um, and then Lisa moved to London, and which meant me and Han were just really stubborn and were like, well, mm. we still want to do it. Should we just carry on as a duo? So we did. Mm. And I think because we were both um, both in the same city and only two of us and two people is easier to manage than three yeah. just for, you know trying to pin down rehearsal dates or anything mm. we managed to get a lot done in a really short space of time so that was in 2013 and yeah. um Hannah's dad was brilliant in those early days at getting us gigs and driving us everywhere and he'd entered a few different like competitions and so we managed to get a recording and we did recorded an album and an EP yeah. within like a few months of each other and so having a thing to sell yeah really helped so suddenly it was like two of us doing lots with a thing to sell and it got our name out there a little bit more and, okay. and things just started to pick up a bit which was great the stars just aligned really by the sounds of it yeah that's, that's i think cool. they did and and I, I i really think like you know we are in no means big um in the grand scheme of music and stuff but even in our tiny little dot on the musical mm. thing yeah. um I do think we have been so lucky like we things have and I know it sounds really cheesy to say the stars aligned but I think it's things have gone our way like yeah. thing, nice things have happened for us over the last few years and yeah yeah there, there were definitely points where we were like we we want to give up or like we we're yeah. trying to juggle every like full-time jobs and 
yeah. party time. Yeah. And and um we'd it got to a point where we'd go to all like all drive all the way to Birmingham and there'd be no one there to watch. Right. And really we're obviously massive show offs. Bad so for your like <laughs> self-esteem. But my dad just kept us going as well. He was like he was really persistent as well. I think he really helped in us in keeping keeping the motivation mm. yeah you really believed in us didn't yeah you? and need that. yeah I think you're right actually if someone when you stop believing in yourself if <laughs> just one person around you does believe in you mm. it keeps that spark alive doesn't yeah. it to think all right well we will do that gig next weekend and we'll see how that one goes yeah and we will do that thing next month and we'll we'll reevaluate then mm. and here we are in 2022 still going <laughs> still, still going and you know the only way is up by the looks of what you got going on at the minute we'll come back to that I don't want to jump too too far ahead of ourselves um but your your style so for, for me myself I I discovered um your music only probably about it was last year probably about sort of six nine months ago um through through word of mouth someone who works with my wife has seen you has, has gone to see you i think purposefully at a few a few of your shows um so i and i've been very much into the the sort of local folk acoustic scene show of hands seth lakeman been massive influences to me since i've moved down there um do, how do you how would you describe your style firstly because you know i kind of thinking it falls into acoustic folk folk rock there's so many so much that it can actually you know, it can't be pigeonholed. What, how, how do you describe what you do? We still really struggle to do yeah. that, don't we? Because the album is different as well. We've had, mm. like, some of them are acoustic, folk, pop, rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then some of them are, like, um, really produced, yeah. um, mainstream. So it's mm. like one album sounds quite mainstream, I would say. Okay. But then it's got, it's got, like, reggae, on it yeah like yeah bits of everything and then the little ep we did at winter yeah that's, that's really stripped back isn't it but how would you just go because that's not i wouldn't say but that's folk it's quite a sort of i think it is folky yeah. folk know. is so broad isn't it you can't really yeah it's just, i think we don't ever try and write uh, like yeah. for a genre we'll write a song mm. because it's hopefully got a good melody and mm. lyrically it means something yeah but then yeah and then how it's produced or like can change the style of it I think but this yeah. new album I think is quite 60s would you say okay yeah I could buy 60s vibe definitely I think there's a real um sort of California-y American-y it, as in it doesn't sound American but like yeah. that sort of image of um I remember when we were recording it saying you can imagine sort of driving through California, mm. like having that sort of sound, but in the 60s, like there's a kind of yeah. maybe hippie, I don't know, you might listen to I it and be like, no, it's not. <laughs> Everyone's got their own interpretation, you know. Yeah. Know, everyone, everyone can have a different spin on it. I kind of know what you're going for, I think. But, but I think that's the thing as well with, um, with labelling any, like any musician, labelling the sound that they make, that then how do you do anything different? Because as soon as you do as well, like for big mainstream bands, as soon as they try and do anything experimental, they're really slated for it, aren't they? For yeah. leaving the box that they put themselves in. So maybe yeah. it's a good thing that we can't yeah. label what we do because it will give us freedom then to try a bit of everything. Absolutely. <laughs> Not get in trouble. Yeah, I do appeal to, 
you know, different markets as well, you know, because I think eventually I probably would have discovered your music because I'm into folk, but I'm into acoustic. I'm into slightly rockier stuff. And I think eventually something from what you do would have would have bled through somewhere. But, yeah. Um, but no, I, um, you know, I, I'm not going to go too fanboy on you. I'm going to try not to. But your music has been constantly on my playlist since um oh, there's there, yeah. <laughs> there's Thank there's you. there's a few in, uh, yeah i'm quite happy for you to do it actually box. please can you like yeah. five minutes One minute, minute, so. <laughs> i won't sing and dance or anything like that but i'll add some effects around me or something like that um <laughs> i'm i'm being a writer myself as well i'm i'm really um fascinated talking to other artists whether they're musicians songwriters authors where you get your inspiration from when you write. So I know it can come from pretty much anywhere, but are there any particular places, events or anything which have more than others sort of impacted or given you your inspiration before for certain songs? Um, I personally, like just thinking about that then, I think I find it easier to write about other people than I do myself. Mm. That like just thinking of, a few songs but from the last oh no there's one on this album as well so I I definitely I I Hannah is really good with um melodies and the music I I love the words and I'll scribble things down but it doesn't necessarily mean that they'll always survive Mm. but I'll have an idea with words so there was something about my dad and then there was something about my niece and then there's something about my sister on this one but they're not songs about my sister, for example, it will just, that's how it will start is a situation she's been in maybe, yeah. but it will start as a poem, but it's completely changed now. Sure. And it's not really much to do with her. Mm. But I think I've never really thought about that until you've asked that question that I think I find it easier to write about other people than my own experiences. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. That is, there you go. There you go, another album yeah, in there only for a few, Like, how would you answer that? Because I think you, it would be different. I'm just really self-indulgent. I just write about myself. <laughs> no, that's it. One of you's got to. So, I right. poor me. Um, but yeah, I find going through like a, a a fallout or a breakup or uh something like we we both wrote one um together about somebody that we used to work with who like said that we lied about something and me and Abby were like we never lied yeah he really got his ass in his hand about <laughs> okay. it so we wrote about it so we were like <laughs> felt really frustrated and that, a liar. Was, that was quite easy to write because yeah it, and it felt quite feminist as well it felt like that okay and then, like yeah it just felt really good our <laughs> anger's a really good, good but then you can, you I think we do have a tendency to make even if they're an angry song or a sad song to make them quite positive at the end yeah yeah, it's like, like at the end we're like, I'll be all right, you know, like, I'm so angry, I'm so angry, I'm so angry, but it's not that bad. <laughs> don't worry about it, don't worry about it. Food. Yeah, have some food and you it'll be okay. Yeah. Give everyone a bit of hope at the end, you got to have that. Yeah, so. yeah, but I think as well, it's um looking at it that way, that songwriting, whether you're writing about someone else or your own experiences, it is quite therapeutic because mm. if you get all those words down or you come up with the melody first or whatever, but you get it out of your system. And then the fact that we do try and put a, a spin of hope on it, you are, mm. we obviously have gotten over the subject matter 
in the writing of the song mm. to be able to have something positive in there. Yeah, I got you. Else every mm-hmm. song would be like, and remember it, shit. <laughs> <laughs> And we don't need that right now. No, and, no one needs you know, that. <laughs> coming out of the last couple of years. Yeah, but, um, it's really shit, but it's going to be all right. Yeah. yeah, but it always is. Like, I actually believe that, like, the whole, um, it's going to be okay in the end. And if it's yeah. not, it's not the end. But I yeah. really think I do believe that because every horrible situation we go through so far, touch wood, um, you do reach a point, don't you, where you look back and think, Oh yeah, that's how um, I felt then, and I don't feel that way now. Yeah, so yeah. things things do have a way of working themselves out. So yeah, trying to put that in the music is important too. And that's nice to know that it might cheer other people up. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, and I think the the way that you do it, going back to your sort of musical style as well. Um, I I watched an interview with you that's floating around YouTube when you were on um, Alan Jones weekend. Oh show. yeah. And he, he summed up your style in one word, which, you know, I thought was so simple. It's exciting. And it is, you know, I think the, the, the tempo, the pace that you guys got, the, the, the um, despite the subject matter that you're singing about, that's probably part of how you're making it more sort of uplifting as well, is, is just how, how the music is coming across. What I love about how you perform is that your bit, so you'll both be playing an instrument, you'll both be singing but it just kind of weaves into each other effortlessly easy for me to say Mm. when you construct a song and you both bring your bits to so you may have written a bit one of you done the music one of you done the words or or whatever however how do you put that together how long does it take typically to bring your ideas together and and make it into that final product well for this album we went away together for four days and it was just the best time. And we came away with six songs, I think, finished. Yeah. Like there were already ideas there floating around. But we came, if we're, if we're together for that period of time, it seems to work really quick. Cool. Once we get in the flow, it's like, and then, yeah. And then, yeah, it's quite, it is quite quick. I think the songwriting process. And you had um, a new technique then as well, didn't you? Do you remember you were doing looping something on your electric guitar? Um, like over the years like different things that Hannah has acquired like different Mm. like loop pedals or technology that we're really scared of technology (laughs) so you'll get given or you'll buy another thing that we're like what do we do (laughs) um but even if it doesn't serve the full purpose look at it that way like that pedal that you're scared of it's been brilliant for this album because Hannah played I don't know like say three or four chords like just and then just looped them and then mm. we started you know writing a few lyrics down and trying to sing them with different melodies and it, we might have loads of phone recordings of like 20 30 minutes of mumbo jumbo but you might take yeah. one line that's really nice from that mm. um or it might be that hannah has written a whole song and nothing has changed that she'll right. go oh, i'll come up with this idea what do you think and it's like i love it yeah. <laughs> and then it will be a case of I think we've worked together long enough now that if you've written something and you play it through, I will know because we just know each other's voices, like the bits I could sing or I could, oh, I can hear a harmony there or what about this bit? And we might, it might get tweaked as in the structure maybe or a few few lines being changed. But I think on the whole, yeah, it just works, doesn't it? We've just learned yeah. to work together yeah. well now. Yeah. And I think that like for a lot of 
people that write songs it's like yes yeah, it's, it's all right it's, it's all it's you can get a verse and a chorus down okay mm. but then you're like where does it go yeah and then yeah. you're like you, if you give it to the other person they're like I can hear the bridge <laughs> and then then it comes together and then it's a song it's like yes yeah like two brains can make yeah. something more magical than one sometimes and yeah certainly got to be and on I, that same wavelength definitely yeah. Yeah. and and to be comfortable with each other mm. I think because it's um you are quite it's quite a vulnerable thing I guess to do isn't it it's to say I've I've written this can I play it to you yeah and if we were both like really protective and apologetic with what we were doing it would be like I've got this idea but it's rubbish actually I'm so sorry actually no I don't want you to hear it um yeah. nothing would get done so I think we're we're good with just hearing things and going I like that bit I'm not sure on that bit yeah. that bit's great and just being quite honest with each other yeah yeah, that's and that for me, I you know I've I've taught myself to play the guitar. I don't play outside my house because I haven't got that confidence. I've I always wanted to. I've tried writing songs. Where my writing came from is I I used to write lyrics down for for certain things. They still exist in a box somewhere in a pad. Hardly anyone's ever oh, seen them. Yeah, because we'll have a I that. you'll have it. It's fine. They're absolute rubbish. Um, see what you can make of them. Um, but it's a it's it's that confidence thing really in in someone else looking at it and either saying i want them to say what they think but i'm always scared of them of them just saying it's rubbish and I'm like, okay fine i'll leave that i'm never gonna go back to it again i'm no good at this um yeah you also carry this through to you're both vocal teachers as well i understand yeah yeah. yes so another question i was going to have along that again one of my dreams, I would absolutely, this isn't anything to do with, you know, I, the reason I've got you on this podcast really is to get tips. That's all. There's nothing else. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would love, I, I picture myself one day being able to, you know, write songs, perform, even just on the pub circuit or something, something that I've done. For someone who either has a confidence issue or cannot sing, either might be true for me. Any tips for being able to like gain that confidence? Or what do you tell your your students when they come to you and start off if they have these kind of anxieties? How do you get them to open up and sort of find their voice, as it were? Um, I think it's not gonna it's not gonna happen just by telling somebody that they can do it. I think it's just by them doing it. So if you mm. take small steps from the beginning and say, okay, I've got no expectation of you, but let's just try this note ah, and then ah, and then mm. you're going to build up from that and then you mm. sing this line and then you can it, everything is achievable mm. so yeah. like it's just doing it and and the more you do it the more you'll believe it and then with the support of someone else oh, yeah I think sounds cliche doesn't it but if it you obviously you know you've seen this firsthand with with people you've worked with so it does actually work yeah 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 I think as well, like I've, um, although you're working with a lot more children now, but I've, I've always worked mainly with children. Mm -hmm. And so I think my view on the sort of confidence in performing, especially with children is just get up and do it. Yeah. Just don't worry. <laughs> like even, and I think what's really sad is often you will get parents bringing their children to lessons and um, I want them to sound this way I want them to sound this way and they might right. get up and do a school performance or a student gig and their parents afterwards will still say to you like they weren't great though were they <laughs> right. yeah they were because they got up and Did like it. they sang in front of the whole 
school or yeah. um and they enjoyed and i think that's it if you're having a nice time keep doing it like keep mm. making yourself happy and i know that that could be a bad bit of advice as well because with the whole culture of um you know then sort of making somebody believe that they're really spectacular and suddenly they then want to apply yeah. for the x factor or something and you think maybe they, not don't do that <laughs> those shows you got a lot to answer for anyway really i think yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. but i do think like going back to your um what you said a minute ago about the songwriting um I know like between us there have been uh, maybe like a line in a song where Hannah will say this this is how the song goes and I might have a bugbear with one line or something and mm. say I really don't like that but if if you believe in it and you're like no I really don't want to change that that line's really important to me because it makes me feel like this when I sing it or it means this in the song mm. that it's like well okay cool if you believe it then I'll believe it and then when the song is given life and it's performed over time you look back and go oh yeah no other line could be in that song it needs to no. be that line you were right and I'm glad that I now believe it as much as you and I think it would be the same for advice you give to someone that it's if if they believe in themselves other people will yeah, yeah. that's really true because oh. the, the audience will mirror yeah. how you feel yeah okay so, yeah. yeah yeah quality and a little bit of the like fake it till you make it that I think if you but it's true, like, I think if you can cross that bridge of performing initially, even if you're terrified, mm. and there will still, like, because we've had breaks from performing recently because of the baby, mm. that we felt really, well, I know I felt really nervous going back to things. This isn't so. our baby, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it basically is. The amount of she is anti-hand. Uh. I'm, I'm with Hannah's brother, so she actually is anti-Hannah. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh there you go there you go um, obviously got yeah, the magic touch um, as well so yeah so we've got another another little wood family <laughs> member here but um yeah I think that we've we've had major nerves before certain gigs and things that we've done confidence issues yeah going through yeah. times of like feel so rubbish about myself and yeah losing yeah. losing faith in yourself not faith yeah. in yourself just like but then going on stage and having to say hello everyone and thank you for buying tickets and yeah. basically believing in us enough to be here tonight, which then makes you in your head go, I've, you've got to do good tonight because these yeah. people believe in you. So you've got to believe in yourself. Yeah. And then it's just this self-fulfilling thing, isn't it? That it's just going to yeah. keep having that look on effect. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I often tell students that like what is the worst that's going to happen even if it goes really badly it'll be a bit it'll be embarrassing mm. it won't be you'll, you might feel embarrassed but nothing you know it can't no. go that bad you're not going to die yeah <laughs> I used no. to say that when I hadn't done the homework when I was on the way to school I'd be like she can't kill me I'm not going to die so. <laughs> <laughs> I get told that all the time about things I'm worried about has anyone died no okay fine <laughs> yeah, put it in perspective it's kind of okay not the right perspective sometimes but you know i don't intend to go out and kill people every time i do something but it, it, it imagine, well. imagine saying that to like a child in a singing competition like <laughs> school concert or something like look i know i know you didn't hit that high note in the song and i know everyone laughed at you but you're not dead so you didn't kill them with your not voice anyway, so. no yeah hopefully this is not that my vocal tuition <laughs> i won't cut it don't worry <laughs> um, it's just kind of um if you can just just touch on i need to uh, reference a couple of key points that i picked out in your musical journey so far which which do stand out 
and uh, they're, they're not the kind of things that happen to everyone but um uh chris evans obviously yeah he, he was quite instrumental um back along with with getting you onto his tv show radio show at his festival um obvious question how did that come about well, actually, um, it came about from a cheese and cider festival that we've recently been in contact with because they they used our song in this time for their advert and they contacted us recently to like ask if they could do it again. Right. And I cheekily went on the scrounge and said, yeah, if you can send us some cheese. And they did. <laughs> awesome. So Don't everyone's a winner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she forgot it, though. Yeah, I forgot. I've left her. Oh, no, I'm really sorry. <laughs> But these days we get paid with brie. We're fine with that. But, um, so we played, <laughs> we played at a, a cheese and cider festival years ago, I think somewhere in Somerset. And there was somebody linked to that festival who had a link to Carfest, um, okay. Chris Evans' festival yeah. that he puts on. And so is that how it happened? Mm. Yeah. And so we got, we got asked to play in, a, it's called the Wigwam Tent and as like one of the little stages at the festival yeah. and while we were there um they last minute said are you available to play in the friends and family camping area this evening it, there will be chris evans and invited guests uh, right. that he like his friends and family there uh, would you be happy to go across and just do a little set tonight and we of course were like yeah definitely 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 um and then we arrived in this like backstage area and they said to us here's the sound desk um just sort yourselves out plug everything in and make sure you are ready to play about 10 o'clock and I think um Chris Evans is so down to earth the, the right. team around him were naturally being uber professional so you know like fingers in their ears and he's right. gonna be with us this time and you need to be ready and make sure that you are playing music as he arrives so we were expecting this really scary person and and he was very down to earth but as we started to um oh yeah and because the, they'd given us the sound desk we didn't know how to use it did we at all and we were like we don't we don't do our own sound we don't know dad yeah how that right. desk works yeah and our dad's <laughs> not here oh, no. um and then suddenly we looked over and bob geldoff was having a drink at the in this tent <laughs> and then we panicked realizing like this is this is our opportunity there are going to be actual you know real deal yeah. music people here and we don't know what we're doing this is this is how we this is how we die yeah. <laughs> um, so what way to go yeah. <laughs> yeah and so we managed to work this desk we managed to get the music started as he walked in um and it was brilliant like and he watched our set and he was honestly like the com where the computer is here now mm. with you sat there he was so close he was the he? size of you now but in real life oh no yeah. you were bigger <laughs> <laughs> he was the size of you but not the he was so close to <laughs> us like we were singing in directly in his face like he would have felt spit on him <laughs> and um <laughs> and he yeah he watched the whole set and and then afterwards so yeah it was bizarre like we what a great opportunity for us yeah. and then he said like let me get you a drink um girls I really like what you do what 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 else can I do for you and I think I just stood there like <laughs> what's wow. going on and Hannah thank god was alert and alive and said well I mean you could definitely put us on your radio show and it was like yes that what she said yeah I think you did yeah and so we just from hands pure cheekiness 
he made it happen um oh. and he was really good to as well like considering how busy he is and the level he's at with mm. things he did like he was messaging and texting and ringing and it was mad and the next yeah. day we woke up in our vans and I had completely lost my voice I was like <laughs> <laughs> and I had to, we had to go and sing at my friend's wedding and right. uh, I mean you got to do it with me and we did it but it was like if that had happened the day before yeah I was, like sliding doors <laughs> Yeah, it was like an actual like illness that I had. But it was like, yeah, like your larynx had um, <laughs> gone into spasm at shock for meeting Chris Evans. Yeah. Well, it's, it it's a good excuse to have. Yeah. So, yeah. That's amazing. So, yeah, he got us onto um, his radio programme like a few weeks later and then we went like to Car Fest. Yeah. Randomly in the day. You'd be like, what? <laughs> Yeah, I remember being at work at the primary school mm. and doing a drama lesson with a group of children and looking at my phone and Chris Evans was ringing and it felt I felt like a liar. It's like she's got to take this call from Chris Evans. It's like, oh, she's Obviously. having a break. <laughs> not something that, again, like I said, not something that happens to everyone. That's a fantastic story. Yeah. Um, truth it is, is one of them. We tell our grandkids, isn't it? Like, yeah. Every day. Yeah. yeah, and by then they'll be like, oh, he's just some old DJ from a hundred <laughs> years ago. And yeah, but he's, he's, one of the, he's still one of the most famous ones, even even now. You know, I've grown up with him on uh, TV, yeah. radio and everything. It's mad. So uh, yeah. is it, does he still harass you with phone calls? No, afraid not. <laughs> it, died, it died a death. He got born. Did he? Um, but he, he was like so so helpful to us and like the doors that that opened mm. um around that time we had um for all our sins out and because of having the weight of that radio dj mm. other djs took an interest where perhaps they wouldn't have before and and i think it just opened our eyes as well to the whole kind of industry in that respect that there were yeah. points where our music was sent to the playlist meetings and we had no idea things like that even existed so no. it's really old school and they are given all the producers of the big radio shows on radio two that was our um, experience of that anyway yeah. are given this music and they you have to have like a majority vote on the songs that are going to be playlisted that week okay. and even to get your music into that meeting is ridiculous and we our music was never playlisted but even that it was discussed in meetings was like yeah that's amazing, yeah yeah you, like you know, that's an achievement in itself and yeah. and so other cjs took it like um who's the really really lovely one um oh jeremy vine oh yeah yeah jeremy vine like came to a gig of ours and i think yeah. that we are, have all we i think this is there's still a level of excitement at things like that that anyone from that world it's still really like yeah <laughs> I didn't know who it was though. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, in person, I wouldn't. I, I listened to him for years and I never knew what he looked like. And yeah. then, I don't know. Just it's one of those I can't I can't look at him and listen to him at the same time now because he's just a voice to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see your face, it ruins it. <laughs> yeah, it does. You're an actual human. No. It's off the back of that, I mean, again, just to throw some names out, there's some things I'm sure that opened up maybe because of this or, or what I'm not sure um Rick Astley you you supported Rick Astley <laughs> it's really funny hearing it um 
that was. I it. I just recently learned actually that there's a there's a fellow author friend that I author that I've been friends with for years, and um, we commented on the same post of yours the other day uh, when you made a certain announcement. We'll get to in a moment, and so <laughs> she saw you when because she's a massive eighties pop music fan so she saw you when you were supporting Rick Astley and became a fan of yours off the back of that um did you do you not physically but do you feel did you feel your um your spotlight your popularity surge off the back of things like this or did it still seem sort of quite a gradual thing I think I think you do feel um it definitely is good for us isn't it doing things like this yeah, I think the, the, the main one was like TFI, the radio, mm. Radio 2, TFI Friday, it was like, like suddenly was like that. And then doing yeah. shows like that just kept us in present. Yeah, kept yeah. us present and kept us like we got like <laughs> like your friend mm. just like kept, like sold more tickets in shows, I think, then because you, mm. you'd be confident enough to say, right, we're going to play in Birmingham and there's there might be a hundred hundred tickets sold which is like yeah that that was such mm. a achievement, achievement yeah. for us to sell like that many tickets in somewhere we didn't know and I think without supporting Rick or the the, the other mm. bigger names um we you wouldn't keep... be selling tickets in place because people wouldn't have heard of you so it has yeah each person has given us that extra mm. little boost yeah absolutely it has and helped our our profile I guess like picking mm. up new support on the way and and then people actually one really good thing when we went on tour with Rick Astley his new so he was making a kind of comeback at the time yeah. um and he didn't have an album out yet did he so he did this tour but there was no merch table or there was no cd anyway there was no music for right. sale yet and so hundreds of or thousands at some of the venues they were big venues for us to play at mm. which was great exposure for us but then all those people were leaving the show um there was nothing for them to buy and me oh. and Hannah are there like waving our tea towels <laughs> and our CDs and we did sell a lot of our albums on that tour and oh. and then that helped because then people spread the word don't they and yeah. say oh if you've heard of these people and like you have come found us through a friend of yours and mm. things it I think it definitely, I agree with Han that the Radio 2 and the TFI thing was just a spike. Yeah. But doing anything like this has kept us present. And also that those names as well, they do get put on festival bills. And mm. so when these music programmers go to book them, they'll look at their tour posters and they'll see the support. And so you might get booked for something and people will say, oh yeah, I've heard your name somewhere. Mm. And they might not necessarily know your music, but if you're being mentioned because you're linked yeah. to someone, it can only be a good thing because yeah. it's so competitive, isn't it? There's so many bands out there. Yeah. But then that's your shot in it <clears throat> to bring whatever you do, which again, I think really does stand out on its own. And you can say, okay, yeah, you know me because of that, but this is what we do. And then they remember you for that, which is exactly what you yeah. want, I suppose, isn't it? So. Yeah. Cool. yeah, because I don't, it is a weird, um, and this is not disrespectful at all, like the the 80s bands that we've sort of been associated to um, are brilliant, and the fact that their music has stood the test of time and they've mm. still got massive fan bases and things, um, it's, we still find it really strange though that our music got picked to support them because it's so different, but it yeah. works, yeah. it does work, because that's like you know you mentioned that we've got this other thing coming up soon 
And I guess that's how that's come about too, because yeah. it worked before with Rick Assey and this might work again. Yeah. Or it might not, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, since, since that's come up then, um, let, let's talk about that. So Tony Hadley. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's 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 pretty cool. So you're you you're you're doing uh, a, a few dates on this tour, I believe. You're not doing the whole thing, are you? No, I think it's yeah. four dates now. Yeah. yeah. So so where where can people see you who have already got tickets probably to see him, but they're going to get you as well? Where where are you going to be with him? Torquay, Scunthorpe, okay. Bar. And I can't remember the name. Worthing. 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 I don't even know where Worthing is. South Coast. I know that. Is it over Brighton? Yeah, oh, right. I think. I think. Yeah, yeah that. <laughs> <laughs> Send you to the wrong place. So, yeah. so you get, yeah, I mean, I was going to ask sort of again how that one came about, but you just kind of touched on it's probably just an amalgamation of what you've been doing in the past, I guess, which is sort of, you know, brought this, this opportunity along. Yeah. Mm. And I think the, um, the, company that he works with we've worked with them before and so it is I do think as well like as um two of us and our setup is quite unusual so apart from this tour where we're going to have mm. Lucy the drummer but we won't for the the Tony Hadley support mm. our setup is really quick yeah. so it's you know two of us on stage get our drum and our tambourine thing down and occasionally Han will have a piano but it's in terms of a band looking for a support act, mm. it can be really off-putting if the support act they've got, you know, has seven people in it and a drum kit and yeah. this, that and the other. Yeah. So we're a nice, compact little duo that will fit nicely at the front. And I think that has a lot to say for itself too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because it's not, it's not a singular person. There's a bigger sound, but it's mm. not a whole band. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that we we won't get in the way. I mean, we will get in the way. It will be really annoying. Yeah, we'll be outside Tony Hadley's dressing room going, oh, sorry, do you know where the, um, oh, sorry, you're Tony. Oh, <laughs> we have no way here. <laughs> Dust yourselves off. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Oh, no. Um, and what perfect timing as well with, uh, with the new album and that coming out, you know, perfect, perfect, yeah. you know, other little opportunity to get that out there. Couldn't have asked for a better one, really, could you? Yeah. no and again it is like the I remember the day we went in for a meeting with um we used to work with an agency called DMF and they called us in for a general chat about things and in that meeting said um so we've had a call and Rick Astley is interested in you going on tour and it felt like <laughs> what's the joke like what's the punch yeah, it's, right. like, you don't, like, it's not a normal thing to hear is it no. and so it felt like that again a couple of weeks ago like just a normal Friday and opening a text message on your phone to say Tony Hadley from Spando Ballet <laughs> like, is this a show? You couldn't yeah. like write it you've no. never no. really need to stick that particular bat like it's no. just no. <laughs> but it will be brilliant for us yeah. no that's fantastic that's before I Sort of start to draw things to a close. I got a few sort of quick fire questions I wanted to throw at you guys for fun. Um, but let, okay. let's just quickly talk about the, the new album. What can we expect? Um, anything else that you can sort of tell us about it that you haven't already? And when's it out as well? So, sort of, you know, let us know everything. So it's out on April the 8th. And um, again, we were really lucky that we had a bit of a, a chance meeting with um, a man called Saul Davies, who's from the band James. Mm -hmm. 
and we were part of a, a, char a charity event that he had organized and we got speaking to him at the end of the night and said could we send these tracks to you if you want to give us any advice because we're making an album and never in a million years did we think he would email back and say yes um I've got your tracks and I'd be interested in producing this album we just thought he would email back to say sorry girls yeah. my advice is start again <laughs> or uh, well, so um, yeah. yeah and we, we didn't ask him to produce it. it like that wasn't our intention and so that was again um a real turn up for the books and we thought will this amount to anything and it did and we went to Scotland and recorded this album with him and so what you can expect from the new album there's 11 tracks um and they're all all kind of tied to different emotions aren't they okay yeah. 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 But the album was called Damage Control. <laughs> and the song that that is named after is a song about managing all your different emotions. Mm -hmm. And then we were like, oh, it sounds like each song actually sounds like a different, different emotion. That like one's okay. passive aggressive, one's <laughs> a bit rageful, one's happy, one's yeah. um, reflecting, reflecting. Yeah. Reflective. Um, yeah. And the, it goes on. Cool. Yeah, so they could all be different, sort of refer to different states of emotion and feelings. Yeah. Um, and initially there were meant to be 10 tracks, but we just kept pushing, pushing, that. pushing for that last little number 11, which is on there. And um, I still don't think they've said yes. I don't think they've noticed. <laughs> We won't say anything if they don't. And yeah. Hannah's done all the artwork for the album and the tour okay. poster and things. Oh. So again, in the, in the stress you've had learning Photoshop, but yeah, she's done amazing. Uh, and yesterday, yesterday I got a phone call saying, I don't think the picture's big enough pixelations. Or oh, no. I was like, no! <laughs> it's fine. It was, I sent the other one, she was like, it was just about fits of vinyl. It's like, oh. no, we're not going to have to, we can't have any big posts. Yes. <gasps> Yeah. Um, so the working with Saul was mm. quite the experience because he's an artist himself and he's very um, he's very funny. He's very passionate. And so mm. there were things that we would do where we would play an idea for a song and we're thinking about it being this way. And he'd sit kind of listening to it at the end. So are you joking me? <laughs> Is that it? Like being <laughs> brutal but really funny as well like we could totally right. take it from him because he was funny um and he but likewise as well it, it worked the other way that there were points where he'd say this is what I hear for this song and if we felt different mm. we put our foot down we were quite stubborn about certain things and said no that's mm. that's not what we want for this song um mm. and so we've found a middle ground but there's some electric guitar on it there's a drummer on it which is why we wanted to yeah. take Lucy with us there's some bass there's a few solos there's um us trying a few different things as well with um different picking patterns and strumming patterns and so we were out of our comfort zone quite a lot mm. and so to have to recreate this album gives us the heebie-jeebies yeah <laughs> It's a good challenge, though, I would imagine. Yeah. So, you know, you've always got to have a fresh challenge. And going back to the feedback that you had from Saul as well, it goes back to that honesty thing, I suppose, that you shared together. Yeah. It's great that you found the producer who could do that as well. So, so yeah, I can't wait. That's really dig our heels in. But yeah. Wow. <laughs> like... There were a few little arguments and tantrums, but we got there in the end. Ah. No, and I, I can't. I can't wait to. Uh, I can't wait to hear it. So April the eighth, and you can pre-order it. April the eighth. Pre-order it from 
tomorrow from right? tomorrow yeah, yeah this will, this will go out this will go out monday so by the time this goes oh, out cool. it's available go pre-order get out there yeah really by then so and I'll, with the little music videos when i say the single is out like the music video is out yeah that, so there isn't a single to buy obviously it's no. not they don't remember buying singles mm, yeah like that. The, days. the days i remember my first ones that'll age me if i say what they are so uh, <laughs> i think i remember my first cd i think i bought ultra Nate free because i was trying to be cool I, I knew my sister liked it and she was six years okay. older probably just trying to get her to like me <laughs> <laughs> see my my first single at least was a cd it wasn't it wasn't a, an lp like my sister's was um but mine was uh, I got two I got my first CD player for Christmas I don't know if it's like 92 93 my first single I opened for it was Boom Shake the Room by oh yeah. So, yeah I think that's really cool well, that means we're probably the same age then is that rude to us one day so 37 I'm open with it 37 38 cool 36 <laughs> sliding <laughs> scale we all <laughs> boom room yeah together. we yeah. all did a big shake the room there big time <laughs> i think that was the best genre music in the whole world jazzy death <laughs> yeah. yeah who who does dj um he did a dj thing didn't he in um lincoln we had a gig in the lincoln what's it called engine shed or something yeah and at the end of the night they were like girls we've got we've got to pack away very quickly very quickly we've got a big big gig downstairs and we were yeah. like all right Come on, like, who is it? And it was Jazzy Jeff. Wow. I see, going back to way back to when we were talking about um, where you guys met at the club. Am I right in thinking it's Timepiece in Exeter? Yeah. I had that right? Okay. Yeah. Um, Because my wife and I were discussing it the other night. And just because, obviously, because of the Super Bowl and everything, Snoop Dogg was there. Snoop Dogg did a set at Timepiece, didn't he? And it was in the paper yesterday, wasn't it, that he left a bag with like four hundred pounds or something. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I mean, we've all done that at times, haven't we? (laughs) It's fantastic. The reason he was carrying that as well, not that I would ask questions, but that was his fee from doing boardmasters or something, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, hundred thousand. Oh my god, I think we've done it for fifty quid before. Uh, Yeah, we would pay to do it. We need to up our prices. (laughs) We want cash in a bag, like. <laughs> go gangster on you. Now, guys, this is this has been this has been brilliant. I could probably go for another hour if I'm honest with you. But like I say I've got a few just just sort of quick fun questions to finish off with. Um, okay. Um, whether I get through them all, I'm not sure. But firstly, a favorite venue to play so far. Is there somewhere for each of you that that really sticks in your memories for whatever reason? Um, I actually think t- now you've said timepiece. So that was our first. That was our first gig, me, you and Lisa, wasn't it? Mm. So because we worked in Timepiece, um, George and Rob, the owners, gave us downstairs Timepiece Bar as our first Sound of the Sirens gig. And I remember what I wore. (laughs) I remember the feeling of like arriving there, being so nervous because we'd invited loads of people. I think we've still got the poster from it. So oh, wow. that maybe isn't like a favourite venue, but it's a significant yeah. gig, okay. timepiece. Cool. Um, and my memory is so bad <laughs> that I never remember anything. <laughs> Best venue. Um, they all mould into one. There was the one where everybody was singing in Birmingham and we were like... This, the bookshelf. Um, yeah. And the, <laughs> 
the sunflower lounge. Sun, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not that. Okay. Oh no, that's Bristol. Oh, the book, bookcase. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's been some amazing. They're all they're all brilliant yeah. in their own. I like the like real dingy music. Yeah. Ones. Okay. Like, yeah. Like yeah. Hull with the weird. <laughs> Like it's really, yeah, really, really weird underground, dirty, smelly venue, but it's great. The Adelphi. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> really dingy, but amazing. And it has a sort of shrine out the back to um like pulp. Okay. Yeah, play there years Random. ago. Okay. <laughs> but I think That's I think you're right though. Some of the smaller, more kind of um independent mm. venues are some of the best nights you'll have where yeah. you can see everyone in the room and actually talk to people afterwards and yeah because yeah. festivals are brilliant and so exciting and and it it's so great when you get that email asking you to play there like we will always be excited by that <clears throat> but you also know not everybody is there for you they're there to see the other bands that are yeah. playing whereas in a tiny venue even if it's 15 people if they've all bought a ticket to watch your music mm. you're so excited to play to them yeah yeah, I, I like attending those as well, because one that really yeah. sticks in my mind, I saw Catherine Roberts and Sean Lakeman when they played the High Week Village Hall up the road in Newton Abbott. And I think oh. there were only 75 of us in there. But it's fantastic. Yeah. You know, you just you really yeah. get a feel you for feel it. like you're part of something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, we every... played Pontins the other day, and that was amazing. Oh, really? Yeah, it was inside yeah. a festival. Um, okay. And there were some other really good bands like Nick Parker and the False Alarms and Semantics mm -hmm. and um, Blackwater County, okay. um, like some really good bands from like the festival scene. But again, like driving there thinking, what's it going to be like playing in Pontins? <laughs> Um, but the audience were lovely, and that I think that's it. It's it isn't always the venue you play; it's the audience. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah the true. Yeah, which sometimes the venue makes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. I won't ask about any bad ones. We won't finish on a bad note. Um, <laughs> um, so everyone out there will have their favourite Sound of the Sirens song. Um, the Confession is mine, I will say. Um, I just love it. I, I, I know it's really quite haunting, but fast at the same time. It's fantastic. And I like the, the fact that came from, um, that got inspired by The Crucible, am I right? Yeah. Is that right, that one? The confession, yeah. Yeah, I read that at school, so it brings back memories. Yeah, so, same. Um, so for yourselves, um, for each of you, have you got a favourite song of yours that, that, again, means the most to you or, or has whatever reason that you hold it dearest above the others? Well, that's a good question. I think we were saying this the other day, that even like some of the newer songs, the ones that you really like to listen to, aren't necessarily your favorite ones to play. Mm. And so the ones we've really enjoyed like trying out, um, there's a new song called Hear What You Want. Okay. Um, and So Nearly are two songs from the new album. And I've really enjoyed playing those recently. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean that they're like my favorite songs we do, mm. but they feel quite like significant at the yeah. moment because they're, they're just really fun to play. Okay, cool, look forward yeah. to those. But uh, do you know what? The Confession, I think, is one of my favourites. I yeah. love playing The Confession. Like, and we started with that one the other night at Pontins. Okay. And it was, I think we should just start the set with that. With The Confession. Yeah. Dun, 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 just really like, it just gets, It sets the tone, doesn't it, really? You can't really get yeah. much, much of a, a more energetic opener, I don't find. Yeah. Ali's brilliant. 
Ah, cool. Um, cool. The, um, when we recorded the video for that song, it was a really funny day. So the, the company that filmed it found the location, mm. that little copse, yeah. which is in the middle of like a, a valley, I guess, like right down in the middle of all these hills. Yeah. And it's in a, a private estate. Right. And so they said, you won't be able to walk there. Um, but the guy who works on the land and builds the walls, the cobbled walls and things, he can pick you up in a truck and he'll drive you there, but you'll have to give him a bit of money <laughs> to do this. Right. And so we went on the way there. <laughs> we were like, right, we need to get some money out to pay this guy who's going to drive us. And so we took £100 out from the cash point, but not just for that, but for other things that day. Yeah. We had to go and get food and like petrol to get home and stuff. So Hannah had £100 in her hand. Right. <laughs> and the guy picked us up in this four by four, chucked everything <laughs> in, drove us across like these hills and then booted us out of the car and was like, just down there. And it was still so far to walk, wasn't it, with all this equipment that we couldn't do yeah. in one walk and we were all tarted up for the video um <laughs> and he just dumped us in the middle of nowhere we were like Thanks. are you joking and then we thought right oh yeah we've got to give him some money for driving us mm. and it was just so funny that you just took the wad of cash out and we're like there you go and gave him up a hundred pounds <laughs> for like a 30 second drive wow and the guy opened it and went oh my god wow <laughs> so much <laughs> you couldn't take it back so we paid a hundred pounds to like ramble across hills and fields and dales to get to that little bit of water for that video <laughs> but you've got that story with it now which again is one of those that you can pass on that not everyone's going to have so that's true fantastic. Oh dear. um uh yeah one of these i've already asked actually so i'll leave that one um you got a fav favorite place or time to write songs or that you get most inspired? I don't think I've asked this specifically yet. Mm. Okay. What time of, like, time, of day? time of day, year, I don't know. You know, I, I get drawn to certain types of music through the year. I'm not going to go into that. It's very yeah. weird. But, um, I, hmm. I find um, like autumn is quite good for getting creative mm -hmm. um, and spring. <laughs> it's really <laughs> spring and autumn for me it would i'll be do anything else the other six August months of the year july the 17th <laughs> um, um i agree with the autumn there's something we we both yeah, really yeah. like the autumn don't we like that september feeling of going back to school yeah. and like starting again it's yeah. Time to yeah it is it's time to get your like your new shoes on new and your new pencil case out yeah. and start writing but there is i don't think you ever grow out of that september feeling of and like we reset things we start again yeah. Um, yeah. maybe that's because we both teach as well that we yeah i agree with the autumn and i think for us because we're so easily distracted with things and we procrastinate so badly that i think going away if we book ourselves a we're going there for four days or three mm. days or whatever. I think we're really, we're really focused intensely in short periods of time if we've got no other distractions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And grab it we, when you can sort of thing. Yeah, and we seem to get lots done that way, which is great. And I know that might not work for other people, like being forced to make things happen. But if we can get dregs of ideas together and then go away for a while. Yeah. Yeah, to help. It's, it's, it's like revising for an exam. I always leave it to the last minute, you know, not that I do exams I think it, these days, but you know, yeah, it, it helps though, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, 
you almost have to do it that's it so one yeah. one final question i know i haven't asked this one so you're for both of you who are your biggest musical influences oh well every um, anyone everyone's ever, ever asked me that i'm like take that <laughs> <laughs> I need to really hold back from saying that. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with loving Gary Barlow. No, yeah. No, it's the other four that you've got to worry about. Yeah. Anyway. No, yeah. Um, um, I think, like, recently, first aid kit. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Oh. Um, but then growing up, I mean, um, I, don't, I don't really have the most coolest taste in music but it will they're all influenced they all influence yeah. you like i love hansen and okay but then you work all with like alanis morissette and yeah i suppose and i um i like very young age um the carpenters were like a big thing in our house okay yeah. and so my my mum and dad would listen to the carpenters <laughs> and so me and my sister really liked to try and do the different like the harmonies the different parts in that which now doing what we do i know that that is significant looking back on that but at the yeah. time it was like don't tell anyone you like the carpet <laughs> yeah. cool. um, and um what other like later in life discovered joni mitchell through my guitar teacher okay, and yeah. so love bits not i don't love everything but i love bits of yeah. joni mitchell um and coldplay i was really loyal to coldplay growing up and mumford and sons were a big influence on yeah. us and Laura Marling yeah and um though there was a sort of pink scene pink, wasn't yeah, there I can't be pink yeah yeah pink um, with Laura Marling and stuff there seemed to be like a collection of bands around that time like Noah in the Whale and oh yeah like a, a new kind of folky sound yeah I think that probably was quite a big influence on us starting out yeah Lana sense. Del Rey yeah okay yeah. <laughs> really random no I mean it's my my music taste is fairly eclectic my one of my biggest musical influences is Chris Bear, which I my oh, wife my dad absolutely loved Bear. yeah there's always always the parents I I um get to connect with on this there's no one my age and my wife hates him um so I can never really talk about <laughs> it around here. but he two, two of my favorite songs of his actually inspired one of my horror books so you know it's weird and wonderful ways that his music kind of um has inspired me but yeah yeah he's you wrote a horror book yeah We'll talk about wow. wow. You're you into horror. Can I read it? I can do if you want. It's out there. Not many people have, so feel free. What's it called? It's called, it's a bit of self-promotion at the end of this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Go for it. Um, so um, I've got one out there called A Necessary End, which is, it's more of like an anthology. It's That's my favourite one I've done. It's sort of five or six, seven smaller stories all packaged into an overarching backstory almost um and then i've got a trilogy out there two parts of it are out which are called acolyte and the sewing season but um wow. a, necess a ne necessary end I, I would if you're going to pick any of them up probably start with that one but uh there we go wow. can can we just add to that chris that um during lockdown we collected like a group of people um who support our music and a lovely woman called Yvonne, who's based in Germany, started uh, like a Sound of the Sirens fan club. Mm. But that was a few years ago. But during lockdown, she sort of set different things to bring everybody together, which we just loved that we mm. could be part of that. And that watching all these strangers from all over the place, all talking and sharing. And they've yeah. created in, in that fan group a book club 
which oh. um, is really nice. And so for different people, and they, it gets everybody talking about different things. Hmm. So I'm going to share your books in there because I oh. bet that there probably are a yeah. few writers like amongst, I don't know how many people are on it, like 700, 500? No. I don't know. There's, there's a few people on it though. Like yeah, I bet you. that there are other writers, and it would be nice to see, to read stories. Mm. If there's a, what are we reading this month? To select something yeah. by someone yeah. actually connected. Okay, so that would be really be, cool. If, that'd be amazing. You don't mind? <laughs> no, no. I'm never going to turn that down. No, thank you. I do. I'll. Uh, yeah. I'll send you some links over. So on that note. Yeah, what 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 a lovely way to finish it. You guys have been absolutely amazing. I've I've I'm so glad we got to do this. Oh, and our little guest as well. Thank you as well. There you go. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> all the best with everything. Oh, nice one, Chris. All, all the best you. with everything Thank you've got coming up. Um, I will be pre-ordering the album. I, I would I would love to say I'll get to see you um in one of your shows at some point, you know, and uh, finally link up in person, which would be great. But uh you that know, would be amazing. Yeah. Good, good and thank you for having us from here. Like oh, it's um, anytime. it's really lovely to be asked, and um, and we oh, really, oh, really oh, appreciate oh, your time. So thank oh, you. Any oh, anytime, you know, down the line, you know, when you when you've uh, when you got to the tail end of all the chaos that's about to ensue, you know, if we uh, if we can do it again, <laughs> that'd be great. So amazing. Ah, yeah. oh, nice one. Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thank, thank you. you. See you later.